what's going on everybody how's it hanging how's it happening you guys know what it is this is kevin from the code progression podcast brought to you by msotd rocks or rock and metal thrive where we are interviewing all of the emerging bands in the rock and metal scene today so happy tuesday everybody it is october 27th we're almost spooky time this is where Spencer Charnas Funko comes in. Ooh, spooky. Yeah, I had some, some, old, yeah, fun, some fun with that. But we got a great episode for you today where I got to speak with Rolly and John from the band Avat. And these Miami rockers, let me tell you guys something about them. If you guys like Killswitch Engage, Trivium, Protest, the Hero, you are going to like these guys. And you're really going to like this episode because not only do we talk about the music, we talk about concerts and the whole entire concert experience as well. One thing we really get into is innovation, honestly. And when it comes to innovation, what I'm talking about is what we really dive deep into is when it comes to bands now, especially in terms of this pandemic and then going forward as well, whether we're going to continue on in this pandemic or if we're going to eradicate this disease and just or virus, I should say, and get back to live shows. How are bands going to adapt to what's going to happen? And these guys talk about what their plan is and how I think, you know, honestly, it is an incredible plan. So sit back, get your popcorn ready. Are you guys ready for AVAT? I know I am. So let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, my friend Tim over at Adam Splitter PR just keeps sending me all these incredible bands and my God, he hit the head nail on the head on yet another one when he sent me this band. It's like, okay, this is definitely for fans of bands like Kill Switch Engage, Trivium, and Protest the Hero. And at first I thought, okay, yeah, gimme, 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 gimme. After I listen, I'm like, yeah, 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 gimme, 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 gimme. So they're on the podcast today. So everyone, please welcome Jonathan and Roland from the band AVAT. So guys, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you for having us. Appreciate the being hey. here. Hey guys, how's it going? Thank you. Well, how's everything going for you guys over in Miami right now? Well, it's going pretty good, man. I mean, we can't really complain about the weather because it's a sunny day. But uh, on the usual, we're, you know, out there kind of just hustling every day and, and trying to write as best as we can. God, the weather's so beautiful today. You have no idea. Hey, <laughs> so I, good. I, I mean, I, I know it's like super warm and you said super humid before we jumped on the call or before we started recording. But and for here, right where I'm at right now, like normally it should be, you know, like 55, 50, like low 50s and for a high just around, you know, middle of October. But um, it's about 69 degrees outside right now. So it's rather nice. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. However, by the time winter rolls around and you guys are still walking around in T-shirts and shorts, I'm gonna be walking <laughs> around in a winter jacket and trying to protect my face, not because there's a pandemic going on, but because that wind is cold as all hell, man. <laughs> See, I mean, like you can always refer to the the different levels of summer that we have here since we don't have any other season. <laughs> it's like <laughs> summer level one through four. It's like where where are you gonna burn? So, <laughs> oh man, that's really funny, man. You guys are gonna have to come up to Wisconsin where you can experience all four seasons: spring, summer, fall, and winter, all within the span of one week. Oh. Well, if it's a weekend down for Because there have been times here where all of a sudden, like the, like the beginning of the week, it's been you know like seventy five degrees outside, and then all of a sudden by the end of the week, it's snowing. It's happened before. Wow, that's we just have rain. The last five minutes. Oh, that yeah, sounds I heard you nice. Guys get a lot of flooding because of the snow and all that kind of stuff. Um, more inland for where I'm at right now because I'm in Milwaukee and we're about like where I live right now. I'm about four or four and a half miles inland from Lake Michigan, and how everything is set up is if you just go east of Milwaukee County or no west of Milwaukee County by like 
a mile maybe there's this road that basically is like the split between um like wherever where the water is going to flow so if you're east of it all the water ends up flowing downward into lake michigan so flooding really isn't that big of an issue but everything west of it it all flows more inland so that's where it becomes a little bit more of a problem oh wow that's crazy that's crazy so i'm kind of in that like little like happy medium where i'm on the I'm not, I'm, I'm like right in between where that split is and the lake. So I'm like, yay, woo. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but before we really jump into this, this is always something I like to do because I always like to see what the answers are. So I want you guys to introduce yourselves with your name, what you guys do in the band. And then I'm throwing it back to like, if you guys went to college and you went through like that, like freshman welcome week thing where everyone was always like, and we want to know a little bit of a fun fact about yourself. However, I want to know the wackiest thing you can think of. I've heard people give me just like, oh, I'm a substitute teacher and I'm a rock musician at the same time. The best one I think I've ever heard though, like I always bring this up is there's one band. They literally all gave me their Tinder bios. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. So (laughs) if you guys can top that with a wacky fact about yourself, go for it. And I'll let you guys take it over. My name's name's Rolly. I am the singer for AVAT. And a wacky fact about me, I'd have to say... All right, I, th- I think everybody will enjoy this. So the best costume that I hold to date was when I dressed up as a pirate uh, with my brother at the young spring age of uh, seven. So that was pretty hilarious. John has seen that photo. I say what's like what's the what's so funny about the photo though? Because I mean, like I see the smile on your face. Like I can definitely tell there's something there with this photo. Like how like how <laughs> well, like we, how good was this pirate? Well, I have this uh, this huge hat on. And I mean, we're talking about the early uh, 90s, I want to say 90, 91. And I have like these ruffles everywhere. And I have like missing teeth and stuff like that. I have my glasses and an eye patch over my glasses. So it was pretty hilarious uh, just to see us both there and just kind of like doing the Captain Morgan pose. So <laughs> <laughs> every time I like think of like the ruffled shirt, I always think of the Seinfeld episode where Jerry had to wear the ruffled shirt and they just kept making fun of the whole entire uh... time. <laughs> Exactly like that, man. Exactly like that. Nice. I mean, I, if, if there's a way I can find this picture, I want to see this because this just sounds absolutely hilarious. You should post this photo. Honestly. Uh, definitely. Well, I mean, yeah. we are in the month of dressing up, right? So I might season. make a special post. Yeah, there's... I think the the wackiest cast I ever came up with was um one of my um cousins. They got me, though, like, the, like that plat, like that rubber horse mask. Oh, uh, yes. And what I ended up doing was I ended up going to a bar downtown Milwaukee and I wore the horse mask, but then I took some rope and I like tied like a knot around my neck. And was like, what are you like? What are you for Halloween? And I literally hold up. I'm like, I'm hung like a horse. <laughs> there were a couple people that's, like that's I a, went to. That's a, a really good one, actually. I went I, one of the bars I went to like someone that was in line was like, what that like? They were just not like liking the costume. And then I all of a sudden, like I got to the front and the bouncer was checking my ID and the bouncer looked at me he's like dude what are you i basically said like the i'm hung like a horse the guy started laughing he's like he's calling yeah, like, awesome. the other bouncers over he's like do we gotta get a picture with this guy <laughs> <laughs> they're like dude this guy's just lynched a fucking horse and he's standing in line what do oh, we do oh, we might have a problem here <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like yeah we might have a problem here why this is just too fucking funny <laughs> 
All right, um, John, you're up, man. Oh, it's it's me. I forgot about that. Okay, my <laughs> name is Jonathan. Um, I play bass. Um, and man, a weird fact about me. You know, it's funny because in college, whenever that question came up, I used to say I was in a metal band, and that was my weird fact. <laughs> Can't use that today because we all know that fact. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess um, I'm addicted to coffee and uh, Call of Duty. I guess not weird, but. Not weird, but that sounds like something you could definitely start a Twitch stream off of. Oh, well, I'm sure. <laughs> You're trying to make a lot of money on that one. <laughs> you, I mean, there's people that... There's come watch, that come watch me die in the lobby about 30 <laughs> times a night. Mm. <laughs> we can name the Twitch stream Cafecito and COD. <laughs> well, I remember this was, I remember this was like when people were just streaming on YouTube though was this my brother would always send me this one guy from Call of Duty and it was just the whole entire premise of this guy was he would just always use a riot shield that was it and he called himself riot shield man there's world records for people just using riot shield and things like that it's, it's kind of ridiculous just one of my favorite some wacky eeny, things in there just like eeny meeny miny mo catch a tiger by the toe if he hollers him with a riot shield <laughs> but enough about oh, call of duty man. i want to i'll say this guys i want to know more about avat so especially with like i when i saw the whole entire press release for you guys like okay this is definitely for people that like kill switch engage people that like trivium people like protest the hero especially after you really starting to get more into that music as of probably the past two years with kill switch engage coming out with that album last year when they did the signal fire they brought howard oh, jones I back mean, i was like holy oh, crap i love it and then Trivium coming yeah. out with what the Dead Men say earlier this year. Oh, and man. that one right now is like on my radar for best album of the year. I think it's absolutely I incredible. Love, so I love Trivium, it. Catastrophist, their, their feature track, man. It's just oh, phenomenal. God. I loved it. I loved it. Okay. I, honestly, they just keep getting better every release. I, I can't I can't even fathom that. You know, I thought I thought they were good before, but man, they're just they're bringing it and knocking it out of the park every time. Yeah, those like, vocals are so clean on those tracks, man. Yeah, because like when they did the, when they reading. did the whole record in 2015, where uh, Matt sang clean the whole entire time because of his um, vocal issues, it brought up a whole new side. And all of a sudden, Sin the Sentence comes out 2017. That single drops. Everyone's like, okay, is he? And all of a sudden, you start hearing him do the unclean vocals again, especially in how rapid of a track that is. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> and then you hear what the dead right? the whole entire album. It's just like any album that they ever came out with there's a piece of that in this in that album it's just and it's all like they took the best parts and they just put them all together in one album it, it sounds like it should be like a, a greatest hits album but it was all new stuff <laughs> that's really interesting way to look at it honestly i hadn't think that, thought about it like that it, it was it was amazing but it's just because like when i saw the fact that those were the bands that really um were on that releases like that people are gonna lo- if you listen to those bands you're gonna like a band i'm like ooh, hello here we go so jumped into that, and I want to know, is, were those bands like big influences on your sound when you were creating it and really forming it, or was that just somewhere like it just kind of happened naturally and all of a sudden it's like, ooh, we kind of have that like Kills to Gay, Trivium, Protest the Hero kind of vibe. We can No, absolutely. Something. Yeah, like a lot of those bands growing up, that was like right where we were in the, what was the damn, um, New Wave of American Metal, like a lot of Trivium and uh, Bench Sevenfold when they were getting big, Metallica, Lamb of God, like um going to like taste of chaos and all those other old like super touring bands so i mean i've always i'm a huge trivium fan ever since i was young so for sure they were a huge influence on me and everything that i've touched um yeah they've they've always been big on me um 
one of the some of the other bands that I really like, uh, Atreyu, uh, Brandon oh, Sauer, yeah. is a fantastic vocalist, and um, I you know I really enjoy the the Papa Roach stuff that's been coming out, um, and 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 I just like to see their transition into each album. So I, I appreciate them as an artist as well. Um, and just seeing how many gaps they can bridge over into different genres. So that's, that's always been cool to watch. Uh, but a, a favorite of mine has always been Killswitch. Uh, I mean, End of Heartache was just it for me, you know, and that kind of brought me into this whole um, metalcore vibe. And I started to really focus on that. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a guy that kind of grew up like with, you know, bands like Corn and Stained, you know, and, and, and then transitioned into these, these uh, guys. I mean, early on, I was listening to Alexis on Fire, Poison the Well, The Bled, you know, all that kind of stuff. And once I, I started to hear uh, Kill Switch and all these other bands come out, Trivium, and um, what's another fan favorite? Um, the early protest stuff was fantastic. And the receiving end of sirens was also a favorite of mine. So um, just, I, I just really appreciate a good range of vocals. And I think all of these bands deliver that. Oh, very much so. And it's like, I can kind of attest that too, because I still remember the first time I ever got really into, or even heard a metalcore band was, I was at a show in 2015 and Kill Switch was what was not the headliner. They were the like they were the middle band because the headliner was my favorite band of all time, Rise Against. So I'm like, I finally got to see. I got to see Kill Switch for the first time. I'm like, oh, this is different. And because like <laughs> I was always more of like a hard rock, no punk way. rock kind of guy. Wow. And if I was listening to metal, I was listening to something like Disturbed. Like that was where I was going for it. All of a okay. sudden, it's like all of a sudden over time. Once I started the whole this whole entire project, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get into more stuff. I really wasn't that big into metalcore. All of a sudden I heard the Holy Hell album from Architects in 2018. And that was just like, okay, there's, this is something that I'm really enjoying. Then someone was like, Hey, you got to listen to motionless and white. I checked out motionless oh, and white. And that just kind of started me down like the rabbit hole of all this stuff. And it's just like, okay, yeah. getting more metalcore, getting a kill switch engage, getting into trivium, getting into, um, I'm trying to think of a couple others, like, uh, like Moss to flames, getting into lately, like some more of the Australian metalcore bands, like Polaris, make them suffer. And then oh, like yeah. the big one that it just like right when I first heard them and saw them live, it was just the end of it right there. I'm like, I am just sold on this was when I saw Ice Nine Kills live. And oh, funny Ice enough, Nine Kills is fantastic. Funny enough, when I saw them, the reason I wanted to go to that show in the first place was because Light the Torch was on that tour as well as uh as the first as like the the first big band on the tour. And I'm like, I really want to see Howard Jones perform. Like, I gotta see this. And then it was like the torch and fit for a king and the headliner being Ice Nine Kills. They played for two hours, and this was two days after Halloween, wow. and it was just like, oh my that's, god, this is awesome. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so depressed, dude. Man, my <laughs> concerts right now. It, yeah. Trust me, it it it, it kind of depresses me too, just due to the fact that I was going to concerts like left and right, always getting into mosh pits, always just either getting like leveling people or getting hurt myself and all of a sudden you know it stopped and i'm just like what the heck am i supposed to do i'm pretty sure that the reason why i had to get my appendix removed is because my body had to find a way to, to hurt itself from not getting no. into mosh pits <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man we caught ice nine over here in south florida was i'll say was that the was that the show no. that they were initially um like banned from 
I no, I I think it was Warp Tours when when they came down here last, and uh, and that was pretty fun. Um, the last Warp Tour that that rolled into South Florida over at the uh, Coral Sky Amphitheater. The the last. Yeah. The last. Yeah. Unfortunately, the last. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was a phenomenal show, and I mean they had the two stages right next to one another, and you just see the mosh pit going from one to the next. It's just like swarming back and forth and. That was pretty cool. I've, I've I seen killed it. I've seen something like that with like those like like um what's it like those like festival setups where because I was last big festival I was at was at Riot Fest in Chicago last year, and it was like for like because I went on a Saturday and they had stages all over the place but they had two that were right next to each other and the big one was gonna be one of the ones that was right next to uh like one of those like two together all of a sudden like seven o'clock rolls around and there are just people everywhere except for that one main stage because it was stuff like Wu-Tang Clan was playing and the, the one that was active against the next uh, main stage Rise Against was playing so of course like and we're in Chicago too so everyone is there and it's just a, like a massive crowd but all of a sudden once everyone sets end everyone just basically like migrates over to that next stage because it was Slayer like no one's missing uh-huh. that oh yeah Wow, that's amazing! They didn't have the green. They had the green flame set up, didn't they? I don't know. There, there was. I don't even remember. There was just so much pyro going on. It was ridiculous. But Bro, Slayer I'm, Live is Slayer Live is awesome too. We caught them you, down here, I think, last time, and it was great. You could feel the heat from over a hundred yards away from those that pyro. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I bet, man. I mean, those those shows are always amazing. I ended up catching uh, System of a Down with uh, the Mark Volta a while back over here at the BBT. Oh. That was phenomenal. What? I mean, that was just amazing. I mean, they had the whole floor open to the ice rink and cleared out all the ice. They put a, a bunch of uh, floor mats down, and everyone's just going at it. I mean, to see that live, that was phenomenal. Dude, that's cool. Mosh pits on the ice are absolutely hilarious things. Even if they put floor mats on there, the, like the ice is going to get exposed one way or another. I've seen that at um. So here in Milwaukee, we've got our our minor league hockey team, the Milwaukee Admirals. After some of their sh- after some of their games, like they'll have concerts that uh, like just like an hour concert from certain bands afterwards. So I've seen bands like older bands like uh, Sticks. I've seen Foreigner after that. I've seen bands like Ario Speedwagon come through. However, oh, wow. like this year, I got to see. Um, I went to one Admirals game because I wanted to see the. I just wanted to, you know, it was my, gonna be my first concert of twenty twenty. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. It's gonna be an Admirals game. My buddy was gonna be able to sneak me down on the ice. I was gonna get to see Skillet for the third time. I'm like, all oh, right, this is gonna be oh, awesome. And like, some people are trying to get a little bit of a pick going. But I'm like, it's just it like just with the amount like the amount of like older people and kids that were like on the ice. It's like okay, it's not really happening. However, there was one time that they were talking about where they said um there was a full on pit on the ice and they couldn't stop it and it was because uh Dropkick Murphys were playing and you're not <laughs> stopping that at all. They're like so many people nah. got hurt, but we were surprised that no one sued us. I'm like, well, everyone that goes into a mosh pit knows the risks. Like, if they get hurt, it's on you. Yeah. <laughs> but enough about everybody else's shows. I want to know because. Again, we're like for you guys right now, especially not only for you guys, but like the music industry as a whole, 
no one's really playing shows because, well, we really can't. And for people like myself, I'm like, we can't really go to shows because there are no shows to go to. Damn you, COVID. But what I want to <laughs> know is, like, when shows get going again, what can people expect from you guys when it comes to a live show? Like, what do you guys normally do? What kind of energy do you guys bring? And what is the crowd reaction usually like? Are there crazy mosh pits going all over the place? Are there a bunch of crowd surfers? Do you guys do anything crazy on stage like a data member does with crowd surfing the crowd surfer? Still mad I didn't get to do that, but... You know, maybe next time. We do it kind of all, to be honest. Um, you know, we've been rehearsing our butts off, you know, at least, you know, uh, we try to do twice a week. Um, but, um, you know, once we start gearing up for tour, we'll probably do maybe two or three weeks before that and uh, and just do an every night thing just to get everything solid. But I feel that, that we're ready for it. Uh, I think that a lot of fans can expect us to just be energetic on stage. I like to speak to the crowd a lot. I like to involve them in the song. Um, a lot of our fan base locally likes to sing along. They, uh, they know the lyrics and we're thankful for that. I mean, it just knows that I, that, that shows me that they're paying attention. They're listening. And, um, and, I think there's a lot of camaraderie that goes on at shows and we like to try and focus on that too. Um, as far as the energy that you can see on stage, I mean, we all go a little crazy and then we always invite the mosh. We always invite, you know, crowd surfing. So that's always cool. Uh, and we want, we have a little bit of a light show. So that's, that's pretty cool. We've been working on that for a long time and um, there's other things that are up our sleeve, but uh, we'll leave those for the actual show itself. Yes. Nice. I mean, we like to hit you a little fast and hard, but for the most part, yeah, we'll set it off. I mean, but one thing I did like what you said, especially what you said, Roland, was um involving the crowd a lot. And the reason why I'm a big fan of that is because I've, I've again, I've gone to so many different shows over the past, well, ever, ever since I started going to shows. And what I've found is it always depends upon the band as well when it comes to overall like crowd energy, crowd participation. And, and in terms of overall fun, because there are times I've been gone to shows and like seen bands that I've wanted to see and they've gone up there, they've just kind of played and that was it. And that really just doesn't resonate well on my end specifically, because if you're just kind of going up there, just playing, not really moving, not really talking to the crowd or anything and then you leave, like that's, that's fine. I get it. But the, there's just, I, I'm always, I'm not going to remember that show as much. I'm going to remember something like, I'm trying to think of a couple of good examples like uh like seven dust like i've seen them just oh. i've seen them once like it was just they were up on stage they just basically played the whole entire time they really didn't address the Phenomenal. crowd that much but it was just if you looked up on stage like you looked at lejean and he was just he looked like he was just completely into it or you look at uh clint lauer he was just like going absolutely insane and just like okay you can drive the energy off of that or you get bands like i'll use ice nine kills and motionless and whatever they got more of like a stage setup it's a little bit crazier but it's just the energy that drives off of that or I use rise against as well, where it's, they're going up and playing as well, but it's just the constant movement just creates so much energy. And when you're able to go and address the crowd as well and really involve the crowd in that and just invite the crowd to have a good time, they're going to respond. And that energy is just going to end up building up to all of a sudden you're going to be like, Oh crap, I want to match that energy on stage. And then all of a sudden your energy is going to build up. And then the crowd's just going to be feeding off that back and forth, back and forth to the point where, you guys are going to end your set and the crowd's just going to be so much into it that they're not going to want you to leave. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of the difference maybe between playing a show and, and maybe like a recital 
which I don't want to knock any bands that just go on stage and play and don't say anything. Um, but at least from where our perspective, it feels more like a like a high school recital at that point, where you're kind of just going on stage and playing music, and then when you're all done, you leave and everybody claps. And and the difference between us and like the show is that we love to go and connect with everybody. I mean, it's a, a lot of the times it's a smaller room you're gonna be connecting with people and you're gonna be feeling everybody's energy. So that's definitely more what we wanna go for in our live show for sure. I'll say not only that, but when you're playing that live show as well, especially if you're playing with like a more like indoor, a little bit more of like a smaller crowd as well, and you're connecting with that crowd, if and that crowd's gonna be there because they connect with your music. So all of a sudden when you're at a live show, they're gonna connect with the music in the same way when they hear it, but now they're gonna there's gonna be even more to it because the people who created that music, which is you guys, you're going to connect with them in a more of a personal way as well. So it just keeps adding more and more to it. adds more of an authenticity to it in the end. Yes, absolutely. We get told a lot that uh, folks really enjoy when they're able to actually hear um, the lyrics being spoken and sung. Uh, So that's, really what we hear back a lot from. Uh, so when they're really enjoying the songs, they're able to understand the lyrics. Suddenly they're having a better time because, well, now they can actually get into it and feel comfortable. So uh, we get that a lot. And that's something that that has always stuck with me. So I work a lot on making sure that my diction is good. And, and, and uh, every time that we go out and practice, I make sure that you know I'm hitting everything right. And I, I think that's really important um some other bands i've seen out on stage don't really get that across sometimes it ends up making that performance a little sloppy and uh and i i never want that for our fans so i really focus a lot on that and and trying to bring out the best performance that we can yeah and and maintaining the fact that your fans are going to end up leaving the show with a positive experience and a smile on their face because of what happened during the show, instead of just leaving and be like, okay, we saw the band. That was it. Like you want them to remember the feeling from your show after they leave. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're here trying to entertain people, you know? Yeah. And people are going to, and people are going to enjoy it as well, especially, you know, once the crowd gets that, like that feeling going, if you guys are going to really bring the crowd into it, because all of a sudden, yeah, when the mosh pit gets going, it's yeah yeah i can see where people think it's kind of it's crazy but you know you fall down there's like three four people coming to pick you up all there is a camaraderie yes absolutely and and no metalhead is trying to go out there and and you know kill somebody in a mosh pit that's not what anybody's trying to do so no and not not only that but like when if someone is doing that because i've been in one where someone was just had that mentality the crowd killers yeah, it's it's found out rather quickly, and the pit does not take kindly to that. So, because this was no. one I was, was quick last... way to get a kick to the chest, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was one where this one guy was um well, it was just somewhere he was kind of crowd killing, and then he ended up getting hit, and he had this, and he ended up I think he ended up breaking his nose, and it was just bleeding everywhere. But he wouldn't want he didn't want to leave, and we're like, dude, get out of here, no. you're bleeding. This is not good, and he wouldn't leave <laughs> to the point where all of a sudden like. Four people were just like, "All right, so they just grabbed him and just walked him to the back." It's like, "No, no, no, we're not dealing with this. Like, this is this is dumb." I've had my fair share. I've had nobody my, wants I, to clean up blood like that. <laughs> like I was at a show. This was um, 
after the burial and motionless and white and the pit was insane Ooh, for after the burial and i got knocked down with like the second last song for after the burial and i was just getting picked up some dude tripped and hit we went head to head and i had this giant cut above my eyebrow and or above, like not or below my eyebrows right above my eye and i was holding like this like oh you gotta be kidding me and i saw it was bleeding the guy was like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and i just said get me out of here and it wasn't that I was mad at him. It was like, dude, I'm bleeding. I'm in the pit. This is not a good situation because I don't want to bleed over everybody. Like that's that's a bad thing to do. Went yeah. to the and went to the back. I was like, I gotta. I basically stopped the bleeding. Uh, someone that I was I met at the show. Like they took off a piece of their flannel. Like they ripped a piece of it. I was able to tie around my head. I looked like a pirate. And I didn't <laughs> jump. I didn't jump back in the pit for motions and white because I didn't want the cut to open up again and start bleeding over everybody. I was on the side though, pushing people back in because that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> Good decision, dude. Good decision. Those, Yo, those are always crazy. Fun. I've had a, I have a couple of stories like that where we almost died in, in a mosh pit, but nothing where I came out with any injury like that, you know. Because I've I've come out yeah, with thank God. Yeah, because I've come out that I've come out with a black a black eye for um from a crowd surfer. I was trying to hold up two people, and this third crowd surfer came in, and the peel of her combat boot hit me right in the eye. That was oh, for rise man. against, and then for falling yeah. in reverse, I had someone give me a flying elbow during the start of the breakdown for popular monster, like hit me right in the, like right in the nose. I'm like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. It was such a hard hit. I have no idea how my nose didn't break or how I didn't start bleeding. It was. <laughs> wow. That's when you've got the cushion in the right place, man. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I don't know how that happened, but Oh man, thankfully. But then going back to, it's just those shows, like the reason I remember those shows so much in those moments was just because they were so much fun, but all that, but like, you know, like when I got a cup of my eye, like the camaraderie of the pit, not only to pick me up, but also help me get out of there real quick. It was, it was incredible. And then when people are crowd surfing as well, it's just like, okay, you know, not to drop them. And if they're going to about to drop, it's like, okay, let's see if we can make sure they don't hit the ground or maybe yeah. like get them on their feet. And then we'll just pick them right back up and send them on their way. It's just, there's this whole different kind of camaraderie in like a family sense in a way to where it's like, yeah, everyone, absolutely. everyone's your best friend out there. Yep. Right. I mean, because like everybody wants to have a good time and everybody wants to make sure everyone else is having a good time because that's our environment. If we don't take care of it, then, you know, it's going to cease to exist. And I think that's really what ended up uh, pissing off a lot of people when they decided to, you know, end Warp Tour. And I, I um, and it wasn't so much of the money factor, because I think that the fans would have been willing to pay more if that were the case. Um, because at the end of the day, we need that. We need that as a culture. Uh, we need that as a community. And I think a lot of metal fans would agree that, uh, we would rather see that environment, right. than have it lost altogether. So we're now stuck with no, we don't have any like rolling tours or anything like that. Um, Especially here in so, Miami, nothing comes yeah, down here. Nothing comes down here. I mean, what was the last time that they did warp tour in biscayne was forever ago and that was one time you know and um and then they moved it straight back to west palm beach um but sometimes, i think we do get summer slaughter sometimes a revolution sometimes and fort lauderdale about an hour away but that's it yeah so i mean I, but, it's, but nothing it's really like mega scared. like i remember back in the day with yeah. um was it uh Oh man, Family Values Tour, Taste of Chaos, you know, I mean, those yeah. were rolling tours that were monstrous. And then now we get um, pretty much all the large tours, they roll through West Palm uh, to that Coral Sky Amphitheater because of the, the, the vastness of that stage. Um, and John, you've been there a couple of times, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 
I love that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, just there's open field, you have the amphitheater and then be, uh, facing the amphitheater, you have this lawn that's just going on an incline and everybody sits on the incline and not obstructing anyone's view. So everybody can, can jam out, listen to their songs. I, I've uh, watched, um, I've made some of my best friends on that lawn. There, Incubus there, um, Deftones there, man. I mean, phenomenal bands, dude. Marilyn Manson, I've seen there. Lamb of God, Slayer. I think every band that I've seen has been there. Yeah, so, and maybe two in BBT. But did, I mean, that did you end up going to the Metallica tour over at uh, at the Hard Rock? No, no. They did a drive-in, and I was able to go to a winery down here in Homestead, where they had like a field set up next door and a giant screen. So that was cool. That's um, awesome. But I mean, the thing is, especially here in Miami, we don't have a lot of those big tours. Um, we don't get a lot of shows that come here sometimes. It, maybe some of the rock bands like Coheed and Cambria yeah. and more like that vein go and play at the Fillmore um, here in yeah. Miami. Um, so that camaraderie and that stuff at metal shows, these local bands are all we got sometimes for metal shows. And it's, it's not the biggest, it's a big scene. But it's not the biggest scene. Um, so everybody eventually learn everybody and you at least know them by face and stuff. So that camaraderie here in Miami is huge for local shows, you know, like definitely. I mean, lot, it kind of forces us to do time. a lot of pop ups. It's it's kind of like inviting a big party with your friends and then like all those friends are taking a turn on stage and playing, you know, so. So at some point soon, well, once contract, once live shows get going back, you guys are going to have to venture out of the Miami area a little bit more and come up towards uh, my neck of the woods up here because oh, that'd be awesome. Because because what for for myself, it's I end up getting to see a lot of these tours because either they'll if they go, they're going to have to go through the area at some point because I'm an hour and a half north of Chicago. So either they're going to go through Milwaukee, they're going to go through Chicago, or they're going to go through both. And if you go through Chicago, it's like, okay, you know, I understand that. And it's only an hour and a half drive away. This is, this is nothing. But then if you come, if you come through Milwaukee, why a lot of bands come through here is because the biggest venue here called the rave is like, they got three stages. They've got a lot of history behind it. And it's just a fun what? place to That's play. Super cool. Yeah. I've seen, yeah. I've, I've, cause they've got a ball, like it was an old uh, Eagles club. So it was like, they got a huge ballroom up, upstairs and that's where their main stage is. They've got like an actual like you know like a nice like club level where it's got a nice balcony, so like a, pretty much like a very standard like club level stage. But then you go to the basement and it's just like it is literally like a basement stage where it's like you just have the basement, the stage is raised about four or five feet above the ground, and it's just flat. That's it. Like it's you get this completely different feel no matter what, and so many different groups come through here no matter what it is. And I've seen a lot of pe- I've seen a lot of groups. I've seen a lot of people on those stages. And I've seen shows where all of a sudden, like we've had like seven dust and in this moment played in the ballroom last year. And I was up at that show and in the basement, like cause I remember I walked out in the balcony and yes, I saw seven dust, um, tour bus. I saw in this moment's tour bus. And then I saw seven other tour buses and I'm like, what the heck? Who has seven other tour buses and on the side of it? that <laughs> just had strange music. I'm like, that's right. Tech nine is downstairs. And by the time like the show, both shows were over, everyone left at the same time. And it was hilarious just because I was talking with people who were like, when tech, when like there was a break in the show for tech nine, we could hear the mosh pits upstairs. We could hear everything. And we're like, well, when there were breaks in our shows, we could hear your bass going from the basement. And everyone was just laughing about it. Cause they're like, this is hilarious. It's like both stages were battling at the same time through like three, two whole floors. And it just worked out. It was awesome. 
Whoa, that's, that's crazy. That's amazing. But what I'm trying, but the other thing too is, is because we get so many of these bands that come through here. Does it? And you, not, it's crazy because it's like with the with the rock, hard rock and metal scene up here. It seems like okay at times, you know, it doesn't seem like it necessarily exists because there's so much of a more prominence on like pop music, hip hop, rap, uh, country. But what ends up happening is like when I go to these shows, it's like I see a lot of people that I see at at all a lot of these shows as well, especially in the mosh pits because I see a lot of the same people. However. I'm see, like I'm going to shows where it's like okay sometimes there's 400 500 people sometimes there's 2 to 3000 people so I'm always running into new people as well and it's people coming from Madison Wisconsin people coming from Green Bay people coming from Chicago especially if these tours aren't stopping in Chicago where it's like okay if you're not stopping in Chicago come up north to Milwaukee it's not that far and a lot of people end up doing that so you guys get a chance come up north oh yeah <laughs> definitely 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 want to do that i mean Everybody tells definitely... us the same thing, you know. We come from Miami, and everybody knows how barren <laughs> it is out here. So yeah, I mean, we man, know. Yeah. I can't really wait till we get out on the road. I'd love to hit up the East Coast and then circle back around through Milwaukee, hit up Chicago, come down, maybe do some of the uh, the Mimal states, and then and come back down through there. Maybe hit up uh, Louisiana and then circle back around through Tallahassee, hitting the other uh, coast there. But um, Sound like you've thought I mean, about this, bro. I man, I've thought about this so long, dude. I just I can't wait. I'm <laughs> I'm excited. I'm pumped. So I know it's just a matter of time, and um, really, we just we need to all focus on trying to you know get rid of this whole COVID situation and and really teach as much as possible so that this can go away. And not only that, but we can learn as a culture and, and humanity uh to just uh get better at, at, at with all these things a lot of that i think uh is the younger crowd um who think that you know we're invincible uh and i went through that phase i completely understand um but you know realize that uh we're also responsible for everyone else i mean the last thing you want is spreading that disease and getting anyone else sick so the sooner that gets done the sooner we all can get back on the road the sooner we can all have these amazing shows and that's really, I'm pleading for that. So, yeah, and you can well, tell Rolly's a dad, honestly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even on, well, even on my on my end too, it's like from the other perspective as well. From the not necessarily the uh, like the completely upside of that whole entire COVID, but I'm talking about from the band perspective to the fan perspective. From my end, where I'm looking at it is just, yeah, we get this COVID situation under control, so the point comes to where we can actually bring back these cons. We can defeat this virus to the point where you know we can all get back to that community, that camaraderie, that family feel of going to shows and this having that time where we can just not have to worry about life. We don't have to worry about the all the crap and the bullshit and everything else that comes with it. We can just have yeah. this cert like couple hours where we can go enjoy music with people that just want to be there because they connect with the music in a different way than we do on an individual basis but it has the same positive impact and we just want to go through that and for like a young like a little bit more of like a like a mid-20s perspective as well for my end it's like when it comes to defeating the virus can we not have to pick sides on a political spectrum can we just all just you know come together and be like hey this is a common goal let's stop this virus can right. we all just take a look and be like who gives a shit about any kind of politicalness let's just stop the virus so we can get back to living the life that we you know Go back to the point where we can still do whatever the heck we want. We don't have to worry about these different weird restrictions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the virus doesn't choose sides. You know what I mean? It's equal to everyone. And uh, that thing is eventually going to mutate and, and get worse. So before that ends up happening, we really need to just buckle down and kind of take care of that. 
just fi- let's figure it out and let's just defeat this thing so that you know basically so you guys can get back up on stage and from my perspective i can start going around in those pits again and be like this is life yes <laughs> and then all of a sudden get hit Bro, in the side yes. land on my back yes. get the wind knocked out of me get picked up going <sighs> <laughs> you good man give me give me give me five seconds <gasps> all right let's go <laughs> And then, and then when it comes to your guys' music as well, especially taking a listen to it, there's definitely some of those songs where I can definitely see myself being like, you know what? As the song gets going on, like, yeah, you can start seeing amp up a little bit. All of a sudden, you know, like, right when the instrumentals come in fully, it's just like, alrighty, here comes everyone, and smashing time. Boom. Because, <laughs> like, there's parts on your new, newest song, Dead or Alive, that definitely have some of that feel where I'm like, okay, and the mosh pit would really get going right around here. <laughs> yeah yeah it's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's definitely one of my favorite songs right now there's a, there's a part in that second verse where it really it really kind of bumps up the energy a little bit i love that part dude you always go so crazy during that part and i can't wait to, to play that live and to, for people to know it's coming like oh man <laughs> oh yeah and there's, there's a couple of questions I have to ask about this song one is about the meaning of it because in the release that i got in the email it said like the mean was about an honest message about what you go through in a damaged and tragic relationship and the way it makes you feel empty and drowning with regret and when i always see relationship and i saw the kill switch engage moniker i'm thinking it was like every time i listened to a song a kill switch, a song that had howard jones in it it was always about some sort of relationship and some sort of problem with a girl or something like that so my question is this was that inspiration here? You guys were going full Howard Jones on this one. Rowley. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, to say that that Howard Jones uh, was an inspiration, um, yeah. I mean, uh, he's part of the reason why you know I, I I started this path in the first place. So thank you to him and thank you to Killswitch uh, for writing such amazing songs. But um, I. And, and the guys really touch base on this a lot. I don't really see what the song is as a whole until we finish writing it and we're in the process of mixing. And I am a very kind of like free flowing uh, writer where I'll take a piece of music that they've written or riff and I'll just start writing away because I, I can envision where the song is going. I can write a melody in my head and just kind of work that out. I'll use my recorder come back to it show it to the guys, send it in our chat. Um, you know, we have a Dropbox that we work on a ton of music together and we really try and just grow the song level by level and just have that layer, uh, layered effect. So every time that uh, we're sending stuff back to one another, we have this, you know, this change in the song. Um, and then once the song is finished, we go back and we just destroy it again and we rewrite everything. So, <laughs> you know, uh, we're never, we're never 100% content with how the song is because we always think that it could be better. Right. And you a know, lot of the times we, we can do that in the studio. You know, it's really funny because Broly has, Broly does write like that where we'll send him stuff. And a lot of the times he won't really conceptualize what he's writing about. And until until we're already at this point where we're like, okay, Roly, we gotta say what the song is about. Can you can you say this to us? You know, and he won't know what it is. We will know. We'll read it and we'll be like, oh, okay. And he he he. I think he subconsciously takes a lot of the stuff that's happening in his life 
and he puts it in a way that's relatable for everybody to be able that sounds cool in a song um but he doesn't really always know he's doing it until we've been pointing it out and i think now he's probably um a little more self-aware of it um but in the past a lot of that stuff was just Rolly's life experiences and he didn't even know until we were like Rolly you're talking about this dude he's like oh mm, no <laughs> yeah <laughs> well in all honesty that kind of reminds me a little bit of how uh, when it comes to really write, writing music and it comes to writing songs and figuring out what the meaning of those songs are it's kind of similar in a way to what Rise Against does because they always end up coming up with the music first and then just when it comes to like figuring out the vocals what they'll actually do is, is when they're playing and they're working on it, like ended up Tim Mackrath, they'll just end up like singing gibberish just to really figure out like what the pattern has to be and then figuring out what right. he wants to sing about and then following along too. Like, okay, this is where this, like this is what the song, it feels like what it should be talking about is this, this is what we're going to, this is what I'm going to write about. I have the vocal pattern figured out and how I want it to sound. So now I got to make the message sound that way. And then all of a sudden that's time where sometimes you can get something that's rather just, you know, blatant in your face, punk rock with him, or you can get something that's rather more, melodic and prophetic at times like on, the, on their latest song like they the, the instrumentation is fast and rapid and his vocals are rather melodic and it really works out that way really well yeah. so kind of having that similar feel as well i can kind I, I can get behind it mostly because well my favorite band does it i can see it really working especially on a track like dead or alive so keep it up man <laughs> thank you that's not a, you. that's not a bad idea actually the way that they do it we should pro- we've been branching out into different ways of how writing our newer stuff especially the stuff from that we're working on now so you know hopefully we can come out with some awesome stuff in a different way that's new for us to write it too so just plucking yeah we're trying out of my brain we're trying reverse uh tactics now trying to kind of like write out the chorus before we kind of start diving into the song as a whole so we're trying to write a bunch of these choruses and just picking and choosing our favorite ones and then building on that. So I think uh, that's definitely going to change the dynamic of the next music that we release. And uh, uh, maybe that might come out this year. Maybe not, but <laughs> we'll see. We definitely there's have music that'll come out this year. There's something about 2020 about staying out of your comfort zone. You know? that's- oh, yeah. I said that's kind of the whole entire thing that's been of 2020. No, it's no one's really been inside their comfort zone with the whole entire year. But I'm, a couple of things on top of that, though. One is when it comes to you know trying to see like, okay, we're gonna write it in a different fashion that we normally do. We're gonna try these different writing processes. What that does is, yes, it does put you out of your comfort zone. However, there's a couple of things that happen. One is you end up learning maybe a different way to write a song, and you end up getting a different appreciation for the songwriting process to the point where. If you're trying to write something out in a certain way, you know, in the future, you've tried all these different things. So all of a sudden it's like, okay, I know this works in this certain style and how we wrote it like this. So I can take inspiration off that and go forward in that. And it just, it's just basically diversifying your ability as a musician to write songs and compose them in a way that you want them composed in the way that makes them sound the way that you want them to sound. And one thing that I kind of came up with, I came up with this quote, like, I think it was maybe last year or earlier this year at this point. No, it was this year at this point where, and it kind of talked about that comfort zone and it's life's not about living inside your comfort zone and hoping that good things happen. Life's about living outside your comfort zone and making great things happen. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now look at me getting all prophetic on the podcast once again. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Learned some life lessons here. Hey man, sometimes it happens. It just, that's the way it is. 
<laughs> you know, and sometimes in situations like this, you don't really get to see it like that until stuff like this happens. It's, no, and uh, and also it kind of gives you a different appreciation for certain things as well. So like when it comes to when it comes to the music as well, it's like I've got different appreciation for live music and concerts just because. I like when it comes to that feeling of just being a part of that and being in the crowd and just enjoying the camaraderie and enjoying the fact that no matter what the heck is going on in life, like there was a period of time where I was just absolutely just a wreck, just depressed. I had suicidal tendencies. And the one thing that started my, like me getting back on track was I went to, I went to go see rise against. And it was just like for two hours, I didn't think about anything else. All I thought about was the fact that my favorite band's on stage, I'm having a blast and at this point, I was like, I hadn't been in a mosh pit yet. And then they started playing their uh, last song. They started playing Savior, and someone threw me into the pit. And I'm just like, oh, God, what the heck? I got hit once, and it was just like, oh, let's do this again. <laughs> it's therapy, man. It's therapy. There's something. There's also something therapeutic about being with the tribe, too, in those metal shows. You know? Yeah. This, that feeling of belonging and finding your people is great. And it's it's especially for metal people, I guess. I don't know if y'all have done the same experience for me, but I mean, there's the, find, there, it's a great feeling that you found your people at these shows, you know? It really Absolutely. is. Because there's, there's people that's like, I've seen at shows, like I, I'll see them at shows and that's pretty much the only time I see them, but it's just, it's always an incredible time seeing them because it's kind of like you catch up on life a little bit, like how you doing, what you've been doing, um, how's everything, how's the kid kind of thing, <laughs> like yes. asking all these random questions and all of a sudden band goes on and next thing you know, you're like, you're smashing into this person, you're leveling them on the ground, you're picking them back up and everyone's <laughs> happy. By the time the song's over, everyone's giving each other high fives and hugging each other, even the shirtless sweaty dudes are doing it and no one cares because everyone's just having a great time. It's just nothing, no, no preconceived notions matter in that moment. All that matters is, is everyone is at the show. Everyone is there connecting with the music in a different way, but it has such a positive, but the similarity is everyone has a positive impact from that music. So that's where this full, full on family feel camaraderie feel and just overall sense of belonging for everybody just comes in. Yeah, I agree. Straight up. I miss that feeling. <laughs> we'll get there soon. Uh, we'll hope, hopefully, hopefully soon. Hopefully. I, I, yeah. I just, it's just, it's just somewhere. It's just, can we, can, can we get this COVID thing to go bye-bye? Can we just like eradicate it completely to the point where all of a sudden like, okay, we're starting live shows up and all of a sudden now everyone's going to be going out playing live shows. And next thing I'm going to know, it's like, okay, we're going to take a little bit of a break from recording podcast episodes. Why? There's like a show each night of the week this week that I really want to go see. So, um. <laughs> yeah and, and then all of a sudden i start recording another podcast episode like my face is all like bruised i got like two black guys I got a couple cuts over here like i got a broken arm what happened <laughs> went too hard guys. you got yourself went in too. a sling you're just yeah, like, like hobbling over to the went mic too hard. like hey guys uh, how's it going uh, great time last night great time last night <laughs> great time last night i'm not gonna forget it why because i'm in a sling i'm not gonna forget this one trust me <laughs> feeling this Oh yeah, it's 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 a thing that you miss. And then one other thing that like again, when it comes to the full on family feel as well, is just because I'm gonna use Dead or Alive as an example for this. When it comes to certain songs where you were the the uh, instrumentals, where they're really the driving force behind everything in terms of giving uh, me giving meaning and giving an explanation to an emotion that's really hard to explain. And just when it comes like, okay, what did it feel like to go through something like this? Where maybe like with this song, where did it feel like to, when you're going through like a damage and uh, tragic relationship and how you felt am- empty and dry with regret? 
how did that feel? It's just like the way that the song is produced and the way it's constructed and composed. It's like you start feeling that's all of a sudden it's just like, okay, you're starting to feel like you're realizing that you're in that, you're in that uh, relationship that is damaged and tragic and is not healthy for you. And you're starting to feel like, okay, you know, I shouldn't be in this. And you're starting to feel, you know, a little bit more regretful of the whole entire thing. Then you start feeling that anger towards it due to the fact that you feel like that. But then all of a sudden as the song goes down, you start feeling that like more like that fire come back within you to, okay, now I have to start making this change to get back to being the person that I want to be and back to being happy due to the fact that I'm not in a good place right now. And it just tells that whole entire story. And the people that have gone through that, they're going to connect on that message. They're going to connect on that feeling because maybe they haven't experienced it as powerful, maybe experienced more powerful, but the explanation of the connection is there even stronger than it was before. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I feel like it, it, Unfortunately, it has happened to a lot of people. And um, I mean, I know tons of people that connect with, even with the moment, just not being there in that relationship. So, I mean, I know, especially with Rolly's lyrics and stuff, you can really feel that in the song at certain moments and certain lines that you're just like, oh, yeah, you know? Yeah, I, I would say it's like, you know, a deeper cut, and once you find yourself in sync with what the message is and you find that relatable, it it kind of gives you this sense of um, of feeling normal, of normalcy and and really Finding just saying, well, hey, I'm I'm the same. I'm the same. This song is saying that I'm the same, that this is a normal feeling, you know, and, and suddenly you start to feel a lot better about the situation because you know that it's it's it may yes it may suck to have that happen to you but that mean that also means that there are other folks that you can relate with and that means that that might be your support system and that might get you out of that hole so that's really what i hope that uh folks can get from the music is uh that ability to just kind of like dig out of wherever they're at and hopefully that message can get across and connect you know oh very much so and i can even attest that on a more personal level too because when i was going through all that crap is trying to get out of it i mean my biggest thing was i like when it came to listening to music it was at times i was listening to more downtrodden depressed music which sort of amplified what i was going through and sometimes made it a little bit worse and i'm not gonna lie i'm like i I shouldn't have done that but then again there's a lot of people do that a lot of the times it's just like when you're feeling down you know listen to sad stuff especially like at that time it was right uh, at the, it was about like mid to late 2017. So this was right. I was listening to like uh, one more light and heavy from Lincoln park. And this is right after Chester passed. So it just like oh, added fuel no. to the fire. But yeah. then what I had to do was I'm like, okay, I need to focus on, you know, music that's going to amplify, like amplify, like, you know, fixing this and getting back to who I want to be. So I started listening to older 30 seconds to Mars, which I really got into listening to skill, listening to rise against again, and just really focusing on that. And that helped out a lot. Yeah, it's crazy how music is therapy and how it affects us so much like that, too. Yeah, you know, a band that did that for me was Thrice, believe it or not. And, oh, really? Uh, and a lot of their music, I think, is so powerful. I mean, if you really listen to the lyrics and, and kind of put yourself in the song, uh, you can see the whole landscape and, and just kind of feel what what Dustin was writing about. So... 
I always I always try and look for that in, in music um, as, as songs are coming out. And I try and, and see the level of care that they put into that song. So for me, I think that's that's really what's more impressive to me. Uh, I, I see that a lot with uh, Bring Me the Horizon right now, uh, with Trivium, of course, Killswitch. And these are artists that know what they want. You know, you, they know what they want to write about. They know the message that they want to come across. And they also know the power behind it um, and, and, and just, you know, the effects of that. So I, I think uh, w when I see something like that come across my, my ears, I'm just, uh, I'm flabbergasted to, to even hear it. I'm just like, man, this is phenomenal to listen to. Uh, you know, I always try and reach out um, or I leave a comment or something like that and make sure to follow that artist. And, and, and that's, uh, that's one of the ways that I can show my appreciation is by kind of doing that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, as, as we grow as musicians, we'll probably um, start to find that as well. And, and we'll be able to fine tune the sound because of it. Oh, totally understandable. And if you haven't checked this out, though, um, for you really specifically, because what you were talking about with that with Thrice, um, if you want to check out a song that for me that really speaks to what you're just speaking to, uh, check out a song by Polaris called "Above My Head." It is it basically for like the the whole entire uh song. What it talks about is talks about the feeling of going through depression, feeling like it's really hard to overcome, and it seems like that you're over, like, you know, in a in a, above your head because you can't get through it. However, just the way the music is composed, it really hones in on the feeling that it really takes on, like the toll and the that it takes on you. But why I like to listen to it so much is because not only does it, it doesn't just flash me back to those times, but it reminds me the way the music is composed that I'm not like I beat that, like I've gotten past that. So if I can get past that, especially with like the way 2020 has been with everything that's gone on, if I can get past what I went through in 2017, I can get through this. And it just Absolutely. that song has this whole entire feel to it. And right now it's like if I for when the my full on year end awards come out for like best song of the year right now, that's the top contender for the top pick. That's awesome. I'll definitely have to take a listen to that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, if we could imbue even a little bit of that feeling onto anybody, that would be amazing. Because I mean, especially as people, as musicians, you kind of write the put it out there and you don't know how people are going to connect or relate to it um if they are at all so i mean any any way that they do is also is kind of um those small little victories where it's just like wow i really did something for somebody in a way where they did it for themselves i didn't have anything to do with it but something that i put out there into the world was able to let them see that inside themselves be able to find the power in themselves to be able to get out of something like that you know i think definitely with your fans as well when they if for the ones that have really gotten into dead or alive i think you may have easily hit the nail on the head with that song as well because people that have gone through those relationships especially again the way the music is composed and the way that Rolly's vocals also amplify that with more of like you know more of a drawn out melodramatic melodic sense at the beginning of the song and then when you really get into the verses where the instrumentation is harder where just that little bit of a rougher more amplified like ugh, kind of style of vocal really comes through yeah. like it just adds more to the emotion it just compares so well to what the instrumentals are doing to really just make every single part of that song and the story that's being told within that song and the message being told just pop through each portion of the song 
I definitely feel like there's moments in that song where I feel Roly really going through it and full sending in those vocals. I, I hear you 100%, even me personally. Yeah, so you, thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. And so, so even like there's depth for myself, like is where I was talking about with Above My Head by Polaris. Like I, I resonate with that song so well. There's definitely gonna be a lot of people that have listened to this that resonate that exact same way that I did with that song by Polaris. And it's just going to be somewhere that's going to be something that they hold on to forever. And whenever they hear that song, they're going to remember what they went through, but they're also going to remember the fact that they got past it, that they defeated that, you know, say I'm going to call it defeated that demon. And it's going to remind them that, yeah, I went through that. However, if I went through that and I defeated it, what's to say I can't get through the next thing that's going to come my way. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a hype song in a way. But like it, like a mental <laughs> hype song. It's like it's it's. I hear you. It's kind of like an anthem for those trying to rise above whatever problems they're going through right now. And and honestly, I love that interpretation of it. And if you guys connected with it in that way, that's awesome for us. Um, and thank you for even listening to it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's surreal, man. Uh, just uh the amount of positive uh, response that we've received over the music so far. Um, I'm extremely humbled to even know that uh, we're even over a million plays on YouTube. I, I never thought that I could get that, you know? Um, so we're just extremely grateful for our fans and we really can't wait to share more. I mean, there's just so much that, uh, that we have in store and we don't have any plans of stopping. I mean, uh, this is this is our dream, you know, and, and we want to make sure that this happens no matter what the cost, you know, so we've, we've got to definitely, uh, we have a lot of work to do, definitely, to say the least. Say this, any, when, when it comes to dreams and people having dreams, any dream can come true. You just have to be willing to put in all the work required to make it true. And it seems yeah. like you guys definitely have that knowledge and definitely have that self-awareness to know that this is what you want to do however it's not going to be easy but as tom hanks once said in field or no is it a league of their own if it was easy then everyone would do it that's right yeah you that's know so self-belief true. and hard work will get you a long way you know oh very much so if it wasn't if it wasn't for belief and hard work i wouldn't be doing a i wouldn't have done 116 episodes of this so far so I feel you on that one. Definitely. Congratulations on that so far, man. Yes. Yeah. I feel like a hundred episodes is definitely a milestone. Yeah. Thank you. Up next 200 episodes. Woo. Hey. Probably get there fast. And it got to a hundred because I went from doing one a week to two a week. So just keep it, keep it rolling. Ooh. Oh man. That's good though. That's good. Cause especially now this year, people need that stuff. You know, people need more content. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting what happens once this whole entire COVID thing ends. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, more bands are going out on tour. More bands are, you know, performing live out in the road. So it might be a little bit more difficult to get some of these bands, but you know what? That's a challenge that I'm willing to, willing to take on. I was willing to take on, you know, okay, how am I going to end up, you know, working within this whole entire COVID situation? All right. I figured that out and I made it work for myself. Now what's going to happen when that next thing happens, I can't sit on my laurels and be like, okay, this is what I did when I got there. Now I can just ride this out. No, I'm going to have to change it up because, well, we're going to be living in a completely different world once again. I got to figure it out and I got to adapt. I can't just sit on my, I can't just sit and be like, 
Well, that worked one time, so it's going to work again. No, I'm going to be in a completely different environment at that point. You know, we're so we're so lucky to be in a generation too where we know it's going to be absolutely one thousand percent different. And a lot of back in the day, like they didn't know it was going to change as drastically. And when it hit, a lot of people didn't know. And nowadays, I mean, we know two years, three years, everything's going to be crazy different than what it is now. So it's like that uncertainty is 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 really weird for the music industry too. It, like, it, it is, but John, one thing I did like what you said is just like the fact that you're aware of the fact that things are going to be different later online because take a look at, I mean, take a look at 30 years ago. People were buying physical copies of CDs and people were still buying cassettes as well. And all of a sudden you go back 15 years one. All of a sudden, yeah. And if, and <laughs> you go back 15 years and everyone was buying, it was like, okay, CDs out the, out the window, vinyls. No one bought any of those cassettes. Again, those, that was all news. Everyone was listening to their iPods. Everyone was downloading MP3s. And all of a sudden, jump in, and now it's like, yeah, vinyls are making a comeback because it's more of a nostalgic thing. It's more of a tangible thing as well. Yeah, I still, I, I like, I've got a, I've got a turntable back here. I've got a collection of vinyls. I still like, I like to do that as well because sometimes you know I like to pop them on. It's kind of a cool thing. But it's a very big music head thing. Like, oh yeah, small. It's like a music head hobby now. It's not like the main medium anymore. Yeah, but it's just like and like and like downloading MP3s or mp3 version songs that's not as that's that's going away right now because everyone is streaming now so it's just and just how that all works and how these streaming services work and all the playlists that they have and all the places people subscribe to and how people get their music out there now yeah it's a lot different than what it was five years ago 10 years 15 years ago it always is evolving but the fact of the matter that you have that know about that it's gonna be different and you have that awareness you're gonna be able to you're gonna be a little bit more um what's the best word you're gonna be more uh apt to adapt Yes. Yeah. I, th- I think we do got a little leg up on that curve that's coming. Just, just, just having the knowledge of knowing. Um, but I, maybe that's my personality type. That change is scary, you know? <laughs> so it's exciting too. Cause then I, the thing that I see a lot coming out of the music industry from this, um, everybody with great ideas is going to thrive. So all, all the bad ideas are going to die. All the good ideas are going to thrive. There's t- everybody's writing music right now. Think about the next two, three, four, five years. How many amazing albums are going to be coming out of this quarantine? Oh, um, yeah. You know, everybody's tactics, even the music industry, how live shows are going to go. Who knows what local shows are going to look like now being, you know, promoted and how everything is going to go. So, I mean, who knows if live stream shows are going to be more of a facet than they were before and stay more as a mainstay you know how many bands are gonna not tour as much and do a live show because they could sell a huge ticket like that or even metallica's drive-in movie event you know how many bands are going to be doing movie type things like beaver and cyrus did you know so i mean there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to be coming out of this I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that's coming out of it now. I mean, take a look at guys like Matt Heafy yes. and Ronnie Radke with their with on streaming on Twitch. I mean, Heafy's been doing it for a while now, but it's just and Heafy's always doing kind of like the same same stuff where it's just he's pl- like he's playing a lot of music, he's doing a lot of coverage, just having a lot of fun doing that. People are really getting behind it. Then take a look at Ronnie Radke. I mean, the dude's top ten already in tw- like terms of Twitch subscribers, and that guy's yeah. all over the place with it. So it's just like yes. that innovation is already happening. And then when all of a sudden when live shows come back and COVID is defeated, we're no longer in a pandemic. 
there's going to be something completely new that happens. Like who knows, like, like again, who knows what that's going to be, but you got to be willing to try certain things and you got to be willing to adapt and you can't rest on your laurels to whatever got you there in the first place. You got to always innovate. You got to always adapt because all of a sudden, you know, bands that were big on MySpace, even all of a sudden Facebook came around. If they were so stuck on MySpace, yeah, they, they went completely by the wayside because well, you, you, you Bro, didn't, you didn't yes. change. You didn't, you didn't change with the times. Yep. <laughs> So, so many bands, yes. man, that just kind of fell to the wayside there. And uh, I think it's cool to, yeah, I, there's, I think yeah, there's a lot of cool things happen now. Um, one of the really nice ideas that I thought uh, earlier on in the year when COVID was first hitting was the Travis Scott uh, experience. Uh, that was oh, pretty cool. Oh, on Fortnite. That on was cool. Fortnite. Travis Scott did a virtual concert in Fortnite. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. And uh, but you know, I mean, something like that takes you know a lot of effort. And and unless you have the right connections and that kind of stuff, I don't see that being a possibility for you know mid or lower level bands. But uh, even the concept though is like yeah, you know, something you can reproduce on a local level somehow. Oh yeah, I I definitely see it now. I mean, if if we have the technology to do like three D effects you know, on, on camera doing like FaceTime and that kind of stuff, messenger and whatnot, Snapchat. I can only see it happening here in the next few years where uh, we can all like, you know, do character setups and be playing live and kind of doing the experience. I think that would pre be pretty cool. Um, and, and a lot of other things that, uh, that really, you know, folks aren't really thinking about, like, I mean, what do folks do when they're actually going to visit a play? You know, I mean, there's a lot of theatricality that goes behind that. I think that you could still kind of do like a, a live show uh, virtually and people will still have a good experience. It's just a matter of how you're going to achieve that. Like wh what are the, the elements that you're going to bring that's going to be unique, number one, that's going to provide an experience to the user and uh, number three, that's still going to convey the message that you want. So, you know, I mean, that's up to everybody to figure out right now. And I think I have a good idea of, of where I want to be um, in, in the future. If, you know, if we're probably not seeing shows in 2021, then I'm already thinking about this, you know, and, and, and seeing what we can do on that level. But, but that's going to give you a leg up over the competition as well. And I mean, I always love, like when it comes to music, I love to see any band just really still grow and thrive, especially because we're all going for the same thing over there. But when it comes to, when it comes down to it, I mean, when it comes down to like, okay, you know, you got this, this one venue, yeah, you got one time slot and you got five bands that are going for it. Yeah. There's going to be competition in order to get there. There's got to be, there's competition in everything. But the fact of the matter is, is you're already thinking about these things going forward in terms of, okay, so if we are, if, if the pandemic is, is completely eradicated and COVID is completely done by, you know, say beginning 2021, how are we going to go forward with that? If it's not done, how are we going to go forward with that? And how are we going to continue to grow the band? How are we going to continue to grow the fan base? How are we going to continue to connect with the fan base? And what, what, where that gives you a leg up is the fact that you're already thinking about that now, and you're going to be proactive, not reactive because, it's like with the internet, it's the biggest thing is it is pretty much getting there first. So if you're there first, oh man, is that, is that a huge, huge leg up over the competition? But then yeah. again, also one thing you have to remember too is, is the quality, the cream is going to rise to the top in the end. Of yes, course. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, there I have been right. bands that, that do these kind of experience. Like I remember, um, in 
Oof. when you remember when super audio cds came out um those were pretty cool they had uh dvds as well of like you know surround sound uh like the eagles performance that was really cool to listen to on uh on dvd oh my god man just listening to you know hotel california being played in surround sound you feel like you're there you know i mean you feel like you're in the audience so you know, doing something like that, I definitely see it as a possibility. Uh, and the technology has only grown from there. So, I mean, maybe some incorporation of that would be really cool. That would be interesting. See if you guys can get something like that going on for, well, by the end of 2020, early 2021. VR concerts? That'd be you cool. Know, you know, you, I mean, you never know. Might It might work. Throw on a little thing. Y'all are in the crowd. It could work. If, I can imagine a VR mosh pit. I'm just gonna end up slamming into my walls. <laughs> Have you ever seen like those VR games, like Sword and Spell and stuff like that? <laughs> It'd be wild. Yeah, I would. I would. I would need. I need to go like like to like some sort of like uh, like a former like uh, insane asylum and just have like the padded walls and just put a, do a VR concert in there. Like put the VR goggles on because I know I'm gonna end up slamming into walls at some point through a mosh pit. But I want to make sure I don't hurt myself too bad. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really cool, actually. Oh my and god! I think we got an asylum. I think we got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> bring back, bring back the padded walls. VR concerts, people for for mosh pitters, because all of a sudden, yeah, you're gonna end up going and slam into each other. But what happens if you accidentally slam into the wall? Well, it's padded, so it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Until you bust into your wall in your room. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm actually gonna look into this because this is this seems like a. Like especially for VR cats, a huge possibility because bro, I think so. It'd be like it'd be like being inside of the beginning of a Guitar Hero game. <laughs> when you're watching them on stage and they're like, "Oh, cool!" and you see the crowd is all there, but you're in the crowd now. Ooh, that's a good idea. I'm gonna give a look at that. I'm looking at time right now. Cool. We've got about an hour and fifteen. You guys said like an hour is a good time, but we was having I was having a lot of fun with the conversation, but kind of like yeah, the whole entire idea for twenty twenty, like yeah. going like forward. And f- making sure you guys are, you know, keeping in mind innovation tactics. I think that's a good place to really be like, okay, we've gone through the music. We've gone through, constantly gone through a more of like an emotional part of it as well. And then also kind of talked about, you know, going forward. So it seems like with your mindset though, going forward in the future, you guys are setting yourself up for success and all the, and so the, the, the groundwork is there. All that matters is the work going forward to capitalize on all that. Yes, sir. And Definitely. you know, we're going to be working as hard as we can and doing as much as we can to try and put out great music and great content and stuff for the fans to eat up and um, to try and to enjoy, you know. Yep. Keep keep it up. And before we sign off, though, uh, Rolly John, uh, let you guys get a couple last words in there. Anything you want to say about Ava? Anything you want to say to the people listening to this? The floor is yours. Yeah, definitely. We just want everybody to uh, kind of follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Spotify, of course. We're on Apple Music, Deezer. Uh, I believe we're also on Tidal. If you guys uh, want to listen to us, we are out there. We're loving your comments, so make sure you guys are leaving comments, uh, like our, our videos on YouTube. And, um, you know, let us know what you guys want to hear. I mean, if you guys want us to do like a little live stream, we're down to do that. Um and uh and start and start just you know interacting uh in this time of covid we know that uh, everybody's a little anxious so 
if anybody wants us to do that, we want to hear about it. You know, we want to plan for something like that, make a little event and, and just kind of share it with everyone. Um, you can find our IG handle at, at AVAT Music on Instagram. Um, you can find my IG handle at KingXJohnR. Um, uh, and thank you for everybody who's listened to the music. Honestly, you guys are our lifeblood and we so appreciate it. Hit us up in the DMs. We may take a long time to answer, but we try and answer everybody. We love getting messages from you guys. So, um, Thank you, honestly, for everybody Absolutely. who supported us, you know. And for everyone listening, when it comes to following these guys on all their social media platforms, subscribing to their stuff on Spotify, Apple Music, I know you guys just want a one-stop shop when it comes to like, oh, instead of searching up, can we just like click a link or something, have it sent to you guys and like just go right there? Yeah, take a look at the description of this YouTube video. Or if you're listening to the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or iHeartRadio, Everything's going to be in the description of the episode. It's going to be a one-click away thing. I'm making it as super easy on you guys as I possibly can. So you've got no Thank excuse you. not to Thank follow these you. guys. So, oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. This has been an awesome, and it's been so much fun, honestly. I'm glad you guys had fun. And I'm not going to end this one with a goodbye because I don't like to end it with goodbyes, mostly because that always signifies, you know, this like the end of it. And I don't want to be this to be the end of it because I'd love to have you guys on the show once again. And also, once concerts are going back, I want to see you guys live and meet you guys. So, well, in person, yes, I should say. definitely. So, I'm not going to end this with a goodbye. I'm going to end this with my favorite thing. See you later. See you later. See you guys. See you later, man. Whoa, 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 folks. That was my interview with Roly and John from the band AVAT. So, please, please, please go check them out on all of their socials. Again, link is in the description. And when it comes to you emerging bands in the scene that might be listening to this podcast or just anybody else when it comes to figuring out what, you know, what's going on with COVID, with the music scene and what's going forward, just always remember, be open to the change, be willing to adapt and be willing to try new things because if you rest on those laurels, man, you're not going to get anywhere, especially because how rapid things are changing. So always be willing to adapt, innovate, and be open to what may come your way because it will serve you so much better in the long run. And that's going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you guys for watching and listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. Brought to you by MSOTD Rocks, where rock and metal thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes the big, healthy, and hearty. <gasps> See ya! Yeah. Woo!